Welcome back for another episode of Happified. As you can see, I am in the poditorium of Podapalooza, and I am thrilled to get to introduce you to the lovely Julie Little. Julie follows the spiritual teachings of Buddhist Thich Nhat Hanh and shares her mindfulness and meditation practice with others and has recently released, or we'll hear a little bit more about her book, Light on the Pond Scum. A memoir. Living in a stressful world doesn't mean you have to give up on happiness. Instead, you can shift your perspective of stress and discover how to live your life in flow. Welcome to Happified. I'm your host, Susie Vine. Join me for inspiration and interviews with folks who are shining their light in the world in the areas of positive mindset, health, and wellness. I'm so happy to have you here. What if you could maximize your meditation practice with a tool that maximizes your time and attention with images and affirmations carefully selected to boost your positivity, to help you integrate your intentions into your subconscious? I have a special gift available for you. Visit happifiedlife.com and click on the Start Off Happy button to take a look at the phenomenal technology created by Positive Prime that uses neuroplasticity to literally wire your brain for more happiness, higher productivity, better relationships, and greater success. Head over to the happifiedlife.com page to start off happy with Positive Prime. Enjoy it free for 30 days. So, thank you, Julie. I appreciate you jumping on air with me. You are very welcome, Susie. It's great to meet you. And it's fun for me to be here. And I, uh, I love talking about this. I'm new to being a certified life coach with Mind Valley. It actually just was like Friday you know, that I, I finished that, that uh, months long program. So I am a certified life coach. I kind of started out as a health coach. And so it's sort of a, a shift for me. I actually call myself a well-being coach for women. And I um, kind of came up with that when I realized how much it's everything about our lives, not just, you know, a particular health issue. So I guess the start for me, um, well, it depends on how far I want to go back, but Light on the Pond Scum is a memoir. It goes back to the time I was four and just a very chaotic, sort of bizarre life of lots of change, the rug being pulled out from under me and figuring out early that my best value was to be a caretaker of others. Which is a hard thing for children to take on. It's a really interesting thing to look back on and start to untangle that, how that shapes everything that follows when from a very young age, it feels like our role is to take care of sometimes the people who are supposed to be taking care of us in order to build that security that we so desperately need to grow up with. That's right. That's right. And so I talk about that and identity and loss and just um, lots of change and stuff like that in there and how I grew up that way and became a life coach and how it all turned into this spiritual practice, which really helps others just talk about mindfulness and meditation and things like that. But there's sort of this the cubicle moment when I was a single mom and I had just adopted my daughter from China on my own. And so I was a full time public school teacher. And I stood at the front door in the mornings a few times and I said, this life doesn't work. 
And I bet that resonates with a lot of women who are trying to juggle all of the things <laughs> that land on their shoulders. I think women in particular um, being typically in the role of care giver, care provider, you know, we just see a need that needs to be filled. We look for a way to solve it without giving ourselves any time or space to recognize what we might be depleting from ourselves by continuing to show up and serve and support. So yeah, that's a, those are tough moments of awareness to have when you're not sure how to change things. Absolutely. And it's sort of like having the cup full of water and you just pour out water all the time. You never pour any in. So you're getting your, your, your cup of water is getting emptier and emptier and emptier and emptier and you're not doing anything about it because there's just no time and there's no focus on that. And sometimes people just need permission. And I guess in a sense, that's kind of what a life coach coach will do is give them permission to take these little bitty turtle steps towards, you know, like, who am I again? And who, what do I want? And what were my dreams? And why did that never happen? And, you know, sometimes people get this sense of overwhelm and confusion and loss, and they suddenly realize that they've never even tried to be happy mm -hmm. or find joy. Like that's been like, that's somebody else's thing. I remember being a young teacher and thinking, I don't know what that word joy means. I'd never experienced it. And I was in my 20s and I was thinking, maybe I better find out. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's, it's a lovely thing to do to turn those chaotic years, decades into something that really supports other women as we grow into you know women taking over the world and being in powerful positions that's what that's going to require i have a 21 year old daughter now so she's grown up and she's in college still and um it's really wonderful when you get to see what that's done you know that that those turtle steps to be to be my more true self have really been um, a model for her. Yes, thank you for that. I think that's so important and that's something that I love to consider and kind of shine a light on, that the work that we do um, is helping our next generation have the vocabulary to know how to ask for what they need, the recognition that they're worthy of putting themselves first, like all of these things that we've really had to kind of unprogram for ourselves because generationally survival has required, you know, and we've gotten this training, this imprinting from our parents and our grandparents and these generations that have had to struggle to survive. And now while there is not, you know, a complete lack of struggle by any chance. Survival is still sometimes really hard to maintain, but we're recognizing we can do it differently. And as you said before, you know, with your focus on well-being, it really is the total picture. It's not simply we're fed and we're clean and that's all we need to say for ourselves. We need to be rested. We need to feel that joy sometimes. You know, the rest of that that comes into the picture is so important. And so I love that, that um, focus that you bring. I kind of created my own title as well. I'm a certified stress management coach, but I prefer resolution or transformation rather than mm -hmm. simply management, right? So I think there's a lot of power in the words that we choose and especially what we can then share with other people when we come from that space. Yes, because part of it is creating something. So it's not just surviving and thriving 
in a different way, you know, it's hard enough to survive. And then there's this, you know, helping ourselves to, you know, come up with something where we can help others. You know, that's the, sort of another step. But to sit back and create a life intentionally that would be even close to a life that you would have chosen is a brand new. It's a brand new endeavor. Yes. Yes. Well, and and I think and so I'd love to hear what you think about this, too. Um, so many people have not taken that opportunity made the opportunity i should say because we really have to carve it out to get clear on what we want that picture to be what it is we want to create mm -hmm. um, because many times we grow up with a picture kind of painted in front of us right what our parents mm -hmm. hope for what our teachers tell us we excel at and that's what we should spend more time or energy mm -hmm. in and so mm -hmm. how do you with your clients help them learn how to do that very good. That's a great question. So I have a program called It's My Turn. And so it's sort of like it's my turn to go from depleted to delighted, right? And so it's a great five-step process that I do usually with a one-on-one -on -one client over 12 weeks. But in the summer, uh, starting soon, I'm going to offer a five-week group. And so when you do it in the group, you do it the same way, but with little videos and then Q&A with me. And it's like leaning into what lights you up, but it's also honoring yourself. And what I first start with with all the women is how are we not honoring ourselves? You know, you could you could say, you know, well, I kind of I, I drink water and I I kind of go to the gym once a week and stuff like that. So how are we not honoring ourselves? if we saw it that way, maybe we could come up with, you know, well, actually I don't give myself enough time and I go to bed two hours too late. You know, there's all kinds of things you can come up with, but right, then right. we look at possibilities that come from the light, what lights you up and the, the honoring ourselves. And then we listen to our inner guidance. We talk about how that works. How can we listen to our inner guidance a little bit better? If you did know the answer for what your next step should be, what would it be? Love that. Question. And then um, the power of gratitude is part of the ending of how to manifest, of course, what you're saying you would want. Like you're not going to just make a, a list of what you want and then drop it. You're going to stop and look at what you already have and how that feels. And that gets you started on on what's next. All throughout, we talk about well-being throughout like what are the ways you take care of yourself so in those five steps or the five weeks there's at the end there's a roadmap for what to do and the roadmap comes from what i hear you say when you're in my group or in a one-on-one -on -one setting mm. so it really is just enough to get you where you go aha this is what i haven't been focused on and this is what i'd like to choose first and second and third to try yeah yeah and come with that childlike you know bring curiosity back to it that you know yeah. sense of exploration and i love that you know that roadmap is is created from their words you know you are you're reflecting back to them and i think that's the power kind of the superpower of coaching and also working through these programs is because um i have a friend who says 
you can't read the label while you're inside the jar, right? And sometimes <laughs> we're hard on ourselves. We can't answer these questions that seem like they should be simple, but we're in it. We're in the weeds. And so to have that reflection with your experience, you know, is such a kind of a, a head start. It definitely gives them a leap over the turtle steps, right? Like, oh, okay, yeah, that resonates with me as they learn what really does feel aligned. Right. And um, and that's so empowering. And and that um, takes me back to something else that you said, and I think is maybe a sticking point for a lot of people. So um, in your work and with your um, appreciation and practice of mindfulness, um, I feel like a lot of people hear that and say, nope, I can't meditate. I tried it. I'm terrible. You know, tell me what else I can do. Do you have any um, advice or support for people who are like, nope, tried it. Not, not, not for me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I have on my wall, mindfulness helps you fall in love with the ordinary. And that's a Thich Nhat Hanh uh, photograph and quote. Um, I've taught meditation. I've taught meditation um, online and in person. And I know what you're talking about. I really do. People come and say, yeah, I tried sitting quietly and I can't do it. And what I say to them is that's not all there is. You know, Thich Nhat Hanh created walking meditation, but if you think about it, washing dishes is a dishwashing meditation. And um, when you're driving in the car, it's funny, I've had most of my really cool ideas, like matchmaking this couple who's now married and things like, I mean, I'm not a matchmaker, but things that were outside the box because I drive without music. I don't have any podcasts or anything playing while I'm driving, so so sorry, but I, I have silence. And so that to me is driving meditation and walking meditation, I can just walk slowly through my house. There's many different types of mindfulness that are not what you think of as, oh my God, I'm staring at my navel. <laughs> right. <laughs> I love that. And and that's something I love that you shared about um, even that driving time can be an opportunity for space. It's something that I've started doing too, is yeah. is not even having music on. And <clears throat> it definitely used to be a place for podcasts or, you know, catching up, you know, replays on trainings and that sort of thing, because we always want to do more than we feel like we have time to do, right? So we try to make the most of every minute and we're pushing ourselves all the time and the power of creating that space is really extraordinary. So just those moments of peace can be so powerful. And and I love that. Thank you for that permission. Um, mindfulness doesn't have to be sitting uncomfortably on the floor if it's not comfortable for you trying to clear your mind, right? Mindfulness no. is just being aware, being present. And, and often it comes more easily when you're just doing one thing at a time. So if you're just doing the dishes, or you're just drying them or folding laundry, and you're only doing that, that's a very mindful activity. You're still getting things done. You're still, you know, making dinner. Cooking is quite an example of that, you know. So I, I guess I have a quote, and I'm not sure I'm going to remember it, but, you know, meditation is not something that you do on your to-do list. It's a gift you give yourself. And it is what you just said. It's just a little bit of space. Love that. 
I love to ask when I have folks join me on the show, um, when you start feeling stressed, when you start feeling like life is swinging out of balance, do you have um, practices or go-tos that help you come back to center? Now, I, I feel like mindfulness is probably a strong vote. Uh, <laughs> and we could explore that some more too. Um, are, is there anything else that also is a part of it? Well, I have many, many different things I could recommend, but one of the things I often recommend, which is maybe too big, but it gives you the right idea. When it comes to like busy professional women that are trying to wear four or five hats, I try to get them to think in terms of a half day mini retreat in their week. And it doesn't, you know, you can fit it in anywhere. And I do it in a, in a different sort of a style. I created my sort of menu style of a half day retreat and my half day retreats at this point, you know, I'm required to have a certain number of retreats per year, but um, mine can be just like a two hour Friday afternoon. So I stop the clock of my work on Fridays at two o'clock or whatever it is. And the, the rest of the day is mine and I can do what I want, but the menu can be sitting with a book it can be a nap it can be a hot bath it can be a walk by yourself not a walk and talk it can be all kinds of things um i do some of these energy practices you know energy medicine practices mm, yes. uh, you know things that are for me and if i pick up from my menu i actually do it in the morning i call it 10 by 10 it's for me and i tell other people you know how easy it is to have a menu is i have like 20 things and if I pick 10 on those things and I got all 10 of them done it might be tapping it might be silent sitting it might be walking meditation lots of different choices and I got 10 of them done and I don't even care if it's by 10 a.m whenever I got them done I did all right I did well that day you know I did some things for me and and it all it feels accomplished and it feels good and I feel like I have some space Yes, absolutely. And I and I love that because we don't when we don't put it on the, the list, it doesn't happen. And mm -hmm. um, and I've encouraged people to do something similar to make a things that make me happy list, right? So that you've got something when you have even if it's five minutes, but ideally, like you're saying, book yourself this time for mm -hmm. yourself two hours and say, what do I want from that list? I'm going to go have a delicious salad or a nice hearty cup of soup. You know, what's nourishing for me? Self-care isn't all those things that are marketed to us, but when we can draw from that list or we know the menu that serves us, that takes a little bit of pressure off and then it's fun. It's like, oh, today I want this and this, and that sounds mm -hmm. perfect for mm -hmm. me too. Because yeah. I deserve I it. <laughs> And, and it's not doing for others. That's sort of what it isn't. It's not on the computer. It's not this. It's not all kinds of things that you're, you're wanting it to not be because that's your normal. That's your all the time. But a, a lady that was a client of mine in, in the short program, like the five weeks, she started having little pieces of paper and she would draw one in the morning and say, today, I, you know, before my husband gets up, I'm going to do one of these things. And it was like knitting and, and, and creating things, but all by herself and not for anyone. You know, she was a busy grandma with a new husband and all this stuff, but she got to do something just for her that she drew out of a little hat every day on a piece of paper. And it made her feel like her day was hers, even though it, most of the day wasn't. Yes. 
Yeah. And that perspective is so powerful. You know, when we, when we do find those little ways to put ourselves first, to make it a delight, yeah. what's it going to be today? You know, let it be a little bit of a surprise. You know, you're going to like everything because you got to make that menu. <laughs> right. right. It's all good. Yeah. Beautiful. And, and the permission to deserve it. And then I guess in the program, you know, the accountability to not just let it slide, but to make it happen. We do need that. It's easy for life to get loud and come back in and take center stage again. So that support to keep ourselves on track, to keep ourselves centered is, is really tremendous. Please tell folks how they can find you. We will have links in the show notes, but just in case, in case they are doing more than one thing at a time, listening and doing. <laughs> <laughs> well, my, my information um, online would be under jewelsofwellbeing.com. And my email is julie.little52 at gmail. And I'm on LinkedIn as my name and um, a lot of other places, YouTube channel and Instagram. And so I'll have all those links for you. Marvelous. So we will have those in the show notes and I'm so grateful to have you with me. Thank you for sharing your insights and pearls of wisdom. And I hope people do take a look, check out the book on Light on the Pond Scum, a memoir. I think it's, I think it's a lovely perspective and I bet a lot of people can really relate to coming from a childhood full of change and mm -hmm. looking to find that, you know, whether you like the word balance, whether you like the word mm -hmm. harmony, whatever serves us moving forward. So thank you yeah. for what you do. Thank you. Thank you for what you do as well. I appreciate being here. Take care. You too. Take good care. Thanks for joining us today. To learn more about living life with less stress and more flow, visit happifiedlife.com. Subscribe on your favorite player to catch the next episode as soon as it's out. Sharing really is caring, so please rate and review the show while you're there. And if you know someone else who would love it, please pass it along. Until next time, my friends, keep on shining.